0: So we started with, I believe it was Monday afternoons at around 5.30. Then we moved to Mondays at 7. Then we moved to Mondays, I believe, 7.30. Then we moved to Tuesdays at 6. Tuesdays at 7. And now we're at Tuesdays at 7.30. And this is the new time. Uh, th- this, we are making the change. Tuesdays, 7.30 to 8.30. The show will go on. We apologize for last week, the Thursday show, but the Tuesday show, seven thirty to eight thirty, no matter what continent I'm on, and there will be many. This is the time for the show from now on.
1: Yeah, um, the trade-off. Welcome to the show, everybody. What uh, this is mostly on, this is on me. Um, but when I have a wife who doesn't get to see my son at night, and the only time she can get vi- FaceTime video is at seven o'clock. Uh, there was a request made, and luckily, uh, you know, at this point, no harm, no foul. But um, so you guys for an hour on, admittedly, not the most, not the most exciting week of sports that we've ever that we've seen.
0: There's Olympics. There's a lot it is of Olympics. It is. I have watched there's, there's, a
1: lot of cross country skiing.
0: Well, you've watched a lot of very late cross country skiing because you're not seeing anything live.
1: No. Well, no, I am watching live. Because what happens is it's a 14-hour difference. So starting at 8 o'clock, actually, prime time is live.
0: Right. True. But so you're what's seeing happening, like two hours of live.
1: <laughs> nah, yeah, well, somewhere between two and four hours of live. Because I go to bed late except for Tuesday nights. But what's happening also is... I just—I I don't know if you knew this—that I expanded that we redid our offices in the, in Jersey, which also now includes a 50-inch flat screen on my wall. So I've had pretty much—I've had from three to five a.m. <laughs> in South in South Korea time, but I've had I, I've had pretty much, I've had the Olympics on, so I've seen more. You know, I keep it on the background, but I've seen more versions of cross-country skiing than any man ever
0: should. And today was an interesting day of of speed skating, which is a lot of fun to watch. Like during the day, granted it was replaying. Speed skating's a lot of fun. I mean, I don't I I don't envy those guys <laughs> whatsoever, because it's like a horse race. It seems like you have to you have to jump in on the rail, you have to jump out on the rail. But overall, we saw the scene. Good. What? You
1: know, like, You sound like you're doing the hokey pokey.
0: Yeah, well, you put your left foot in, you put your left foot out, and then everybody wipes out. That's basically the way that it worked for the last Sounds couple of right. races for, for the speed skating. I find it interesting, though. So the speed skating can go on and say they it's a five-lap race, and they go around two laps, and one guy knocks out the other two. They redo the whole race without that one guy. So the the guy that's up front, the guy that's first, doesn't get any credit for being first. They just restart the race.
1: Yeah, that we to me that, is I a little bit wrong. I mean, it is. It's a little bit strange. And I I did watch quite a bit. I watched a, a, a little bit today. Not you know not not too much success with the Americans, um, but there were a couple pretty crazy wipeouts. Um, a couple crazy ones on on the on the. Uh, on the luge as well, uh, luckily, unlike four years ago, there was no serious injuries, but I know Aaron Sweeney, the American, took a nasty hit, and there are a couple other ones. Um, it's fun. Like, I, as I say with the Olympics, with both the, the winter and the summer, I'm really glad when they happen, and then I'm, I'm glad, then I'm happy when they're finished. Because after two weeks, you know, oh. if, I, if I like ski jumping, I enjoy ski jumping, I enjoy a luge, and, but if I enjoyed it that much, I would watch it more than once every four years.
0: Well, true or false, you enjoy watching it because you know you can't do it.
1: Well, I can't do a lot of things. I, I mean, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, I don't – Well, does, I, it, I can't does play, it
0: though? I,
1: no, I, I can't play baseball worth a damn. I don't particularly enjoy watching it. I can't play oh, golf. Whoa, oh, whoa, but I
0: don't hold on, hold on a second. It. You can play those sports. You're just not very good at them. You cannot jump off a ski jump you you can't you you will be you will land on your face i mean i seriously believe that you will be like okay got to go forward got to go backward got to go forward uh oh coming down on the face probably a bad idea here like right, and when it comes to like luge i can only see you on like the luge like this would be i think this would be one of the funnier things in my life seeing you on a luge because i see you Projecting you, ladies and gentlemen. Seth is not a short guy. Seth, you're six three, six two, somewhere in there.
1: Six two on a good day, somewhere between six foot and six
0: one. Okay, so Seth, what Seth would remind me of, and the luge is very much like Action Park, like yep. in Rye. I could see Seth on one of those cards and just flipping over the side, like no problems, like, and then getting up and going. That was fun. Like, that good was a good time. Again. Let's <laughs> try that again. Right. But in a lose, you're going like 60 miles an hour. You wouldn't be getting up. So there are some sports that, logistically, you and I, both as, I don't know, non winter Olympians and Jewish people, I mean, how many <laughs> of them are there, that we are just not born into these sports. So. The fact that you and I would watch like the half pipe and be thoroughly amazed by a person that does like a 360 and trust me they do a lot more than 360s but even the yeah, 360 you and I can't do it. We fundamentally cannot do it. I think that's what gets me to watch the sports. More than anything else, I really don't watch baseball in the Olympics. And I hardly ever watch basketball in the Olympics. I can play those sports, but I'll watch European I handball. I don't know, man. I've played basketball with you. I'm not sure if I would constitute your basketball as playing. I can pass the ball. I could dribble okay, the ball. Then. I could play defense. I can't shoot worth a lick. Okay. So I'm Rajon Rondo, except on a Jewish white man. But basically the same thing. So
1: And a lot poorer.
0: Okay. Or Alonzo Ball without such a bad dad. But the fact is, I think the Winter mm. Olympics, even more than the Summer Olympics, are sports that people watch because they can't do it. Physically, there's no... Sh- Look, I have a bad back right now, but even with a perfect back, I'm not jumping off a ski lift. ski jump. Just not happy.
1: No, I... I never really thought about it that way. The closest thing I've ever gotten to do on any of these is when I visited Park City, Utah... And you could go in the bobsled, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you were going fast. Yeah, I mean I'm not
0: as fast as those. Yeah, but guys, you but didn't fast. Yeah, but Seth, you did, I went on the bobsled in Lake Placid too, but you and I didn't drive the thing.
1: No, it was more of a ride than anything else. <laughs>
0: right. If we if we drove the thing, we'd be like the the Jamaican bobsled team at the end of their last run. We'd be on the side, and our heads would be bobbing and hitting the gr- ground every two seconds. And, yeah, direct, the, the only, oh let's see the only difference is i pro- let's see if we can make the left turn oops <laughs> yeah the only problem is i probably let's see could if we can make the, make i
1: couldn't actually carry the uh, bobsled but i understand You do point.
0: realize in real life they never carried the bobsled right They
1: didn't carry the bobsled
0: uh, No they pushed it they did okay, they that's not pushed quite the, the bobsled they did not carry it That that is a that is a disney uh cinema t- Cinematography thing. They never carried the bobsled.
1: <laughs> they pushed
0: it across, which is still pretty cool. But Wait, Does, it, does
1: this mean John Candy? John Candy really wasn't coaching the team. Okay. Anyway, moving on.
0: Well, it's a cool they're, running. are doing a cool
1: runnings reference anyway,
0: so I might as well just look. I you. love cool runnings. Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Get whatever. on up. It's bobsled time. Ladies it. and
1: gentlemen, the man with a thousand quotes from movies that nobody re- movies that nobody remembers for the last twenty years, Sean Palmer. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: hey, you re- you remember John Candy?
1: <laughs> John Candy is one thing. Remembering quotes for actually, I did know that line, ironically. Right. <laughs>
0: the, 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 does it is it worse that I know the Swedish the Switzerland line too? Eing gving, Stang. <laughs> It's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That's all right. That's so hockey hasn't started yet. American hockey hasn't started yet. And that'll come up in the next week, week and a half. But the two weeks is not a bad deal. But to me, the only thing that stinks is that all my programs are off the air because they take this two-week break. And I'm really waiting for, like, blind spot to return or Chicago Fire because guys jumping into a building are my – Opinion of that should be an Olympic sport. Jump jumping Jumping into into a fire building. Is this where we're jumping into the
1: show? Is this is this where we're at? Is this where we're going? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) so let's move to something else. Congratulations on Todd Frazier. (laughs) Well, I was going to go. I was going to go somewhere else with congratulations on Mike Shula, but we could talk about Todd Frazier first because I like that deal. I like look. If you had told me at the beginning of the off season that the most that the second no it's really third third most active team in the free agency market was going to be the New York Mets, I would have told you to shut the front door. Because the Rockies have signed three guys, I think for like that make up their bullpen for about a hundred million. The Cubs have have signed seven pitchers legitimately seven Seven? pitchers this offseason seven including one guy that's not going to pitch at all and that's drew smiley because he's coming off in uh the uh tommy john surgery but they just got you darvish for another 120 million which is a steal for six years i never thought i'd say that six years 120 is a steal but the mets look the mets got better I'm not saying it's yeah. the end all be all, but they they have a guy that can play third base and actually hit the ball and they now have an outfield. So Does again, this officially
1: close the, don't close the door on David Wright ever coming back.
0: I think that look, from the guy that has back problems Yeah, that ship's gone. I mean he should be smoking medicinal marijuana the same way I should. But the fact is that, that door closed about a year and a half ago. Uh, the only reason that he is still in, on the roster, in my opinion, is because if he retires, he doesn't get the money, <laughs> and he's owed 20 million dollars for the next three years. And if he's on the roster, he does get the money, but insurance, I believe, pays 80% of it. So insurance pays 80% of, of uh, so they pay 16 million, and the Mets pay four every year. Good deal had I by mean, all of the insurance companies. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla $1.8 so you might as well pay right for. At least he's a nice guy.
1: <laughs> when does, does Boogie so, ever expire? Yeah, Is was it, was it 30 yes, years? Or?
0: I believe it expires. I'm going to look that up right now, but I believe it expires in 2025. Your what a New great York idea. Mets. Alright, hold on. So it goes to 2000, I'm sorry, I was off by 10 years. It goes to 2035. Jesus. 1.9 million, 1.19 million until 2035. And this is all because the Mets didn't want to pay him, I believe it was $6 million in 19, in 2001. Uh, wait, 5.9, instead of paying him, this is a according to 538.com Bobby Bonilla hasn't played a professional baseball game since 2001 yet the Mets will pay him 1.9 million until 2035 as part of a deferred contract that the Mets negotiated with Bonilla after the 1999 season instead of paying him 5.9 million that year the Mets would owe Bonilla almost 30 million over the course of the deferred contract wow
1: yeah. So yes Seth, and you're, no.
0: I, I mean, you're my financial nowadays. advisor. How no do not. I work that out with my current company?
1: You can't. <laughs> Darn it. Um, you just can't. Uh, they don't like you enough. Darn it. Let's be honest. Um, but <sighs> again, the other again, it was an annuity. So who probably I got? I don't know how much was paid in initially to get it started, but. Um, you Know really who the Asian you know, for some reason I want to say it's Don Yee, but it can't be because he's he, he it wouldn't be he doesn't go back that far. It really you know, you'd kind of it would be nice to kind of see more of these kind of moves done where you know, where people where if you're afraid you're going to spend the money, you're not going to use it correctly, you know, this really will maintain you for the rest of your you and your family for the rest of your life. But look, if 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 I if uh if your ITCC is willing to pay, willing to do that, hey, God bless you.
0: Yeah, he's going to get paid until he's seventy-two years old.
1: Well, no, they don't collect, social, they don't be collecting
0: social security, so it's okay. Mike, yeah, he's getting paid one point 9, one point one nine million and maxing out social security. That's basically paying his taxes.
1: Not even. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good gig. If you can get it, hopefully Caymans and associates will have the same kind of retirement plan for me. But we're not quite there yet.
0: You are the retirement plan.
1: That's why we're not there yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I was very happy with the Todd Frazier signing. I was actually quite surprised that the Mets did anything because as we all know, the Mets do nothing. And, Ever do nothing So let's speak of, of your Giants So they struck out on uh, John Fipolino Who goes to the Minnesota DeFilippo. Vikings Right Filippo, thank you Now Fipolino, Filippo. They struck out on the quarterback coach At the Minnesota Vikings Who Minnesota decided not to give him Any uh, credit And let him go to the Giants they obviously did not go after Deuce Staley, who I believe is going to get the offensive coordinator job because Frank Reich has now moved over to Indianapolis, so he'll move up to offensive coordinator job in Philadelphia. So they go and get Mike Shula. Yeah. 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 that that, that that's almost as gratifying as saying. Let's go get Brian Schottenheimer again, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I really, is there any positive yeah. to this
1: well, decent q b guy he's not calling the plays, um, you know, he's kind of rebuilt his reputation a little bit, but am I sitting there am I standing here wowed by this no, um. But again, you know, he's again he's an offensive coordinator who's not calling his plays. So if he if he can mel, can mold, you know, another year or two, you know, to revitalize Manning a little bit, and you know, make a determination that Webb is going to be the next guy, and he can put him in the right position, then you know, so be it. That's his job. His job is to make the players better, not to call the plays. So know if this is who Shermer wants look i got i i have to give him you know gettelman worked with him for four years in in um in carolina if he didn't like him didn't think he was capable he wouldn't have he wouldn't have approved the hire or recommended him so i have to assume there's some credibility there you know, it, it's not it's not a move i'm overwhelmed with but it's also not something where i'm crying in my i'm crying in my uh in my glass in my beer glass
0: Here's a better question for you. What is the. So Mike Shula, we know, is the son of Don Shula, correct? Uh, We we know this, correct. What else has Mike Shula done?
1: He was the head coach at Alabama.
0: Right. Now, what. Do you know. No, but the timing is very suspect with him. He was the last coach at Alabama before Nick Saban.
1: I agree. Uh, I'm not sure where you're
0: going with this. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, look, like nobody remembers that Mike Shula was a coach at Alabama because he did nothing from 2003 yeah. and 2006. And then Nick Saban yeah. comes in and just wins championships.
1: That is true. But also, part of Shula's deal, Shula was coming in with Alabama and not trying to defend Shula because he didn't, really didn't do very much at Alabama. But similar to... Damn, I'm actually forgetting the name I guess it's High Willingham almost After kind of the Lou Holtz Notre Dame issues You know He came in after Mike DeBose and Dennis Franciani where there was a lot of A lot of NCA investigations And he cleaned it up Pretty much he cleaned it up to prepare for the next guy Who happened to be Nick Saban And the rest as you say is history
0: Yeah yeah, so speaking yeah, of history. I, speaking of history, one guy who was going to make history by taking the Indianapolis job and then didn't open the door for a guy to have a pretty good week in Frank Reich. The right move, the wrong move for Indy. Um, um
1: good considering the situation at hand. The problem you have is you have a team with practically no talent. I, you know, looking at Indy, other than Andrew, and other than Andrew Luck, you're looking at probably the least talented team in the NFL. We don't know if Luck is coming back. We don't know the timetable for Luck. There's always there's been an enormous amount of misleading information. Last year, he's still not throwing the ball. Which, again, it's very early in pre- in very early in post post in post you know. The, Into the off season, but it's not exactly encouraging. They have no running backs. Their wideouts are mediocre. Their defense is eh. They went three and thirteen last year. You know, it's it's not a draw. It's simply not. So, Frank Reich. You know, look, I have a soft spot considering his alma mater. He's been an offensive coordinator in a bunch of places. You know, I mean, I guess it has been mentioned peripherally as a candidate for things, We never. You know, he, he never had a great run until this year, and you know whether that was him or Doug Peterson or John Filippo, you know, I don't know. I look. The, the good thing is he got. He's going to be a head coach in the NFL. The bad thing is it may be the worst job in the NFL. But he's going The one thing that Chris boward is going to do is he is going to give him time to build this. I don't think this will be a two year and out thing because anyone who follows the NFL knows this is a team in a surprisingly tough division that is just right now, simply the least talented of these teams. So they're going to give them a couple of years, I think before they really oh, start yeah. to put pressure I, on them.
0: I totally agree with you. Um, I think, I think it's interesting because I think the Colts made out by McDaniel backing out. I think that Reich was a better pick anyway, in the fact that, I read, I read this somewhere where they were opining that when the Colts were hiring McDaniel, they were hoping to get, quote, the Patriot way, whatever way that is. And when McDaniel went back, the reports were that Belichick was going to open the vault and basically say, this is how we do this, this is how we do this. Well, what way are you getting if you're hiring a guy that's never had the vault open? You're not hiring the Patriot way. You're hiring the same guy that went to Denver and basically did nothing except won one playoff game with Tim Tebow. So I'm not really sure you win anything by getting that. And I think Reich, the one thing about Reich that I found interesting, you know Reich has never called plays, right? Ever. So, it's interesting to go from a guy that's never called plays to the head coach, where he's calling everything. Yeah, um, I, I, I just found that very know, interesting.
1: I actually didn't know that, but I find that really strange.
0: So because he was, if you're, if you're, cause
1: typically he if you're was with the Colts,
0: right? Yeah, well, he was with the he was with the Colts and he was the quarterback coach. He went to San Diego and worked under Wisenhunt. He went yep. to Philadelphia and worked under uh, Peterson. So he never called plays, not once.
1: How do you become a head coach as an offensive coordinator and have and never called a play? It doesn't make that doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. I mean, is it, I guess well. Yeah, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, let's, look, I think Indy's relieved when it's all said and done that McDaniel, that McDaniel is out, to be perfectly honest, because you never want someone backing into this kind of job. Um, you know, my guess is, you know, Reich took this job, you know, contingent on accepting the assistant coaches that were already in there, that were already in place from. Uh, for... Thank you, Jake. From McDaniel's, but it's just—it's an awkward situation for everyone around, and I don't know. I—I—I I, I think you got the—I'm not overwhelmed. I probably would have gone—I would have gone in a different direction, whether it was a defensive guy like a Terrell Austin, or I just don't like the idea. Actually, that like that he—he's that never called his own plays. Honestly, bothers me for someone who's going to be a head coach as an offensive guy. It just doesn't make sense
0: to me. It doesn't resonate. Okay. So we're about, we're coming into, well, we're coming into March. And with March comes March Madness. And I haven't seen an NCAA year like this year to me where there's been no definitive number one. It's basically who doesn't want to be number one and who doesn't want to be on that top line. This, year, this week, the, the top three seeds, all top three rankings, all lost, and the team that was unranked going into the year is now number one. I don't recall a year like this ever. Now, granted, we say that a lot, where we don't recall times, but this one seems rather strange to me in the NCAA basketball. Games.
1: Now, I, I think it's a season basically summed up by St. John's. Who was 0-11 in the Big East Conference? Then promptly beat Duke, and then went to Villanova and beat Villanova. I think there's. I think nobody has a feel. I think it's an awkward year because there's a decent amount of good teams, but it seems like every team seems like every team has a definitive weakness. And I agree. I mean. Right now, I don't have the slightest idea. I don't have the slightest idea who I would pick to win the tournament.
0: I'd well, that's probably good, because I was just going to ask you who's going to fit. Well, I was just going to ask you who's going to be in your final four. So I'm glad you don't have any idea who's going to win. But could, do you have any idea who's going to be in your final four?
1: Not yet. I do. I I wouldn't be surprised as down a year as the Big Ten has had. I wouldn't be surprised to see two teams in there. I think Purdue is going to be a terrible matchup for anybody. And I think Michigan State's probably the best team in the country. Um, Nova's really good. I just have trouble with Vir- Virginia when you cannot score 60 points consistently. I find that troubling, I, not surprisingly. Um, Duke can't play defense. Carolina's just not that good. You know, Arizona's got an enormous amount of talent, but. They never seem to put it together in the tournament with more veteran teams than this. Kansas is okay. West Virginia can't shoot. Um, you know, I look around and I don't see it. Kentucky is not very good. You know, I, I don't. You know, Tennessee and Auburn are having great years, but I don't think anyone really sees them as a Final Four team. I don't know. I, I really, I, I don't have a great feel
0: for this season at all. Well, do you have a feeling of whether your Terps are going to the NCAA tournament? I don't think so. Um,
1: we're playing Nebraska right now, actually, up two at the half. And if we win, we will be, I want to say, 16-9 and within six and eight in conference. we lost two or three really, really tough games. Including a game in Michigan we should have won. We kind of got gypped on at the buzzer. And you know we have no we have no real good wins, so unless we can win out the season, and maybe win maybe make it a run to the semis in the Big Ten tournament and go something like twenty one and ten, and beat one ranked team along the way, I don't see it. As of now, I think we're out. How about you guys? Are you getting tired that over the last six years it seems like every, you're the team that's always on
0: the bubble? Yes. Does it get tiring? Yes. It does. It gets tiring because it's not that we're on the bubble that's what gets tiring. It's the fact that because, because we're Syracuse, and I use the collective way, obviously I'm not on the team, I'm just an alumnus, is the fact that we're either incredibly overrated or we're incredibly underrated. And that sticks when it comes to NCAA Selection Sunday. Because, if you notice right now, most pundits have Louisville in the tournament. Correct? I mean, Joe Linardi had that at a nine seed today. And they had Syracuse as the first four out. Now, a nine seed's not great. But it's not even playing in the first four. So... And I get it that Louisville has a reputation. I, I I totally get that. But Louisville's strength of schedule is less than Syracuse. Louisville has less less top fifty wins than Syracuse. Louisville lost to Syracuse in Louisville. So why are we on the why are we on the cutting floor? And I think that's what gets me most upset. It's not that we're always on the bubble because we deserve to be on the bubble right now. It's that I think people are, people get tired of certain teams being on the bubble. So they're like, Oh, we'll just give other people a shot. I think it'll be very interesting when, where we come down. So we play a couple of winnable games. We play North Carolina state, I believe on Valentine's day. And we have Boston college at home and we have one other really winnable game and then we play Miami on the road and then we have the Duke and we have Clemson and we have a, a bunch of top 25 games. And we could have 20 wins by the tournament, by the ACC tournament and have 21 and we could be 21 and 12 by the by the end of the ACC tournament and still not make it. And I think really I don't think people look at at least most people are looking at how good some of these Conferences are That's just my take on it So yeah it gets tiring having to Defend my team every single Year because we Don't we have but right now Seth we have Maryland syndrome We Against <laughs> Virginia we played Six guys Six scholarship Guys you know how you want To take a guess at how many of them took shots Four Four Three.
1: You had your entire team, three. only three guys shot the whole game?
0: Correct. How is that possible? I've never even heard oh. of that before. So I'm going to go get the box score. But, yeah, Syracuse, Virginia. Now, we didn't score very much, mind you, well, as that generally happens. Right. But, okay, so the final score was 59-44. to 44. Uh He scored 44 points, which just tells you how awful a game it really was, right? So, actually, maybe we had four guys shoot. Looks like we had four guys shoot. No, one guy only took free throws. (laughs) Like, it's not bad. Four guys scored. One guy played 40 minutes and scored nine. Another guy played 35 minutes and scored nine. The other guy, two guys, played 40 minutes. We only played six guys the whole game, and one guy played 19 minutes, which meant everybody else was in the 30s. That's Maryland that, football. That
1: to be vicious, to so, this year, it's Maryland basketball. So,
0: so Gino, Gino Thorpe, our our senior transfer, uh, decided two games in he wasn't getting enough playing time. That would have been helpful right about now because he'd be getting a lot of playing time. We had one transfer. If you recall, Tristan Thompson, who left the day that we started practice. That was to Seton Hall, who correct? To Set- Seton Hall. Tristan right. Thompson? Then we had. No. Tristan, Tristan Thompson Thom- plays for the uh, Cavs. Sorry, not Tristan Thompson. Something Thompson. Hold on a second. Garnet. I hate when you get right when you get me right. Okay, hold on. Toreen Thompson, Toreen Thompson. Maybe I was just trying to forget his name. So Toreen Thompson left, leaves, leaves. Gino Thorpe says, "Say la vie." I'm gone. Adios. Howard Washington gets hurt. So three scholarship guys within a two month period are gone, and we are down to six. One guy sprained his ankle and couldn't play the other night. So we were down to five. Five scholarship guys. We well, played wait, a What off. about you what about
1: you only had eight guys on scholarship?
0: We had nine. One guy got hurt he, another guy why got another guy would hurt, you only have, why would, got, you
1: only have not, why would you only have nine on scholarship because we
0: had, to begin with? Because Thompson was Thompson was the tenth. And remember, we were still under sanctions. We forgot. We lost. We lost two scholarships this year, in the last year of this of of the the uh, sanctions that we got. So yeah, yeah, that happened. So that um, stinks. So yes. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm tired. Of I'm I'm kind I'm kind of sick and tired of it. And I'm going to be around in March this year, so I can I can visually see the TV when we get when we play in Dayton because that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> and then we'll probably lose the first four because I won't go to Dayton. That that will not happen under any circumstances. You're not going to go. To, you're not going to go to Dayton.
1: No road trip.
0: Uh, can we take Jake? No, I can't go,
1: dude. I'm in busy
0: season. Uh, You can can take take Jake Jake? if you want. You can take Jake. Well, is is that is that a is that a statement or is that let me check with the wife before you can take Jake?
1: Of course it's let me check with the wife before you can take Jake. (laughs) Of course (laughs) the answer's gonna be no.
0: Who the hell are you kidding? (laughs) I was just wondering. I mean, I could take Jake. Jake Jake would love it. Road trip with Uncle Sean. Totally be down with that.
1: Uh, no he may be about. doing a road. He may be a do, doing a road trip with mommy up to Boston. So I will That's be right. here, working and watching basketball, and working and watching basketball. And I think just I I, I don't think there'll be any real yeah, just working and watching basketball. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. Maryland, you know, two scholarship players out for the year. A third one has been injured a lot of the year. Um, and we're you know we we haven't been on the bubble very much. But we've gotten good and gone downhill throughout. It. We, we don't get better during the season, and I get the feeling if I get the feeling next year is Turgeon's year. If if, if it's not next year with four top 100 recruits coming in, and just about every and most likely everybody coming back because now they're even saying Justin Jackson, who was our best player last year, who's been out all season with an injury, um, may come back, and he would have been a borderline first round pick. Um, you know, if it's not next year, then it's then it's probably nine years is enough to make it to make a decision. So, and I'm watching Nebraska so beat Maryland, and they just did the Macarena. Ooh, that was just weird. Okay.
0: Ooh, anyway. Macarena. Hi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, last week we talked about the NBA trade the, trade deadline, and we talked about how Cleveland was basically shaking up their own their whole team, getting seven guys back, and how I thought it would work, but I wasn't really sure how well it would work against the the better teams, and um, yeah, I can put my foot in my mouth after Sunday, because they certainly look like the class of the East facing off against uh, Boston, and I have to tell you, I couldn't have been happier this happened on Paul Pierce's retirement day. I couldn't. Like, there was I don't quite understand why teams retire jerseys after the game. I understand the fact that you would have all the time in the world and you can do whatever you want, and this ceremony lasts an hour. But if the game sucks, people shouldn't have to stay to watch (laughs) Paul Pierce's jersey go in the rafters. And they were being blown out by, like, 30 like when's the last time you stayed at a game when your team was being blown out by 30? Um, well, I've
1: been to I haven't been to any of my teams in a while, but I get your point. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it was interesting. I I didn't get to see I didn't get to see the game, but I don't want to read too much into one game. I mean, uh it makes sense that athletically, this team is so is so superior to the team that to the team they had a week. And you know, as we talked about, the fluidity of guys like Hood and Clarkson and Nance is something that really you know Cleveland has lacked at any point with LeBron. Now, does it make? I, I what's interesting to me is look, I thought I think they're still probably the class of the East, and they're still probably not going to beat Golden State, but. I'm curious to see if this cha- if this has any impact on LeBron. I have no idea. I, I it's been interesting, you know, when we, as opposed to his last year in Miami and his last year in Cleveland previously, no one's really t- like he has said he's not going to mention it, he's not going to discuss it, he's not going to disrespect his teammates, and that's fine. So I have no conception of what he's going to do. Do you really want to go to the Lakers and play with? You know, kind of whatever. I mean, yeah, they got ball, great. You know, according to to, to what do you call it? According to the to uh, the father, they're gonna have all three balls in a couple of years, which probably won't happen. Kyle Kuzma is a nice player. Julius Randle's a nice player. Is that really enough to incentivize LeBron to go to California? I don't know.
0: Well, now they have the option of getting two max guys, so they could conceivably bring both both uh, LeBron and Paul George, or LeBron and somebody else. But at the same time, I don't think that gets it done. I don't either. I, I just don't. I, I just don't. I think I don't think LeBron leaves the East, because I think if he does, he's going into the harder conference, and that's a problem. And, you think he goes uh, to Philly? Man, that would be awesome like you just think of that lineup with LeBron in there and it's interesting because ESPN is running and I'm not sure you've seen this since you've been working so hard I put that in quotes it's not March yet mm-hmm. and he's watching the Olympics uh working so hard in that they have a basically set your own lineup for the for the All-Star game H- have you seen this i did i did or am i played I, I,
1: I played it, I played it okay. once
0: i lost okay so So I played it several times. Did you pick LeBron or Curry? LeBron. Okay. So I played with LeBron, and I tried every single – so obviously I believe it's probably based on the coaching that that gets a lot of – so you had four options for coaching. Did you want starters and regular reserve minutes or all-star minutes or everybody plays the same or whatnot? So, I played seven different lineups. Actually, no. I played seven of the same lineup. Like, the same lineup for both LeBron and for Curry. I played seven different lineups, but they were the same, being that all I would do is switch LeBron and Curry. Do you know every single time LeBron's team won? Except for when I had them. It didn't. That's just weird. Well... I'm saying I think it was probably the coaching, because when you do coaching, the, the, uh, you could change the minutes for both reserves. It, it may have been the fact that I was playing um, generally starter minutes, that not everybody plays the same. But I found it interesting that all the simulators, no matter, what two te- no matter who was on the teams on both sides, if I just switched LeBron to their team, they won. Which, to me, says all I need to know about, A, who the best player in basketball is, and B, how much of a difference he will make to any team he goes to. Because if you put him, Jake, Jake's obviously agreeing with me, there, there was a question being asked on an NBA chat a couple of weeks back saying, How can you put LeBron on Houston? How can you put LeBron on, I don't know, Miami in the fact that they're absolutely capped out and they can't make the trade? Well, I think the answer is quite simple. You find a way, right? I mean, you do. You trade anything and everything to get this guy because, as you said, could you see him on Philadelphia? Can you see them as, if they go to Philadelphia, is there any reason they are not legitimate NBA championship prospects? I
1: would probably make them the favorite in the East if Embiid can stay healthy. No, I think they'd be a championship contender.
0: I think with LeBron, they would be the best chance of beating the Warriors of any team that team would be insane uh, especially defensively they would be extremely long, they'd be extremely young and especially if LeBron just goes there without without a trade they'd have all the talent in the world now well, let me ask, I, I, let me ask I, you I'm this, not going to go He's, that
1: okay.
0: yeah go ahead you're not going to go that far
1: I mean, they'd be the favorites, but let's look at it logically. They have a center who's can be, who has not been able to stay healthy until this year. Their True. best player has no, def- has no interest in playing defense and not, a, not really a great scorer or great shooter. They don't have a great shooter in that team because Reddick's only on one-year contract. Um, we, don't, we don't know what Martell Fultz is. I think it's fascinating. I would probably have them as the favorites, but I'm not going to say they'd be better than a Houston or a or a San Antonio at this point,
0: or Minnesota even. Okay,
1: I'm just not there. I'd have to see how how the rest of the team would play out.
0: I think it would be interesting to see. So let's say LeBron goes to Philadelphia, right, or any team at this point, and does not stay in Cleveland. Do you think that his reputation takes a hit? No. And no. I don't mean um, just – hold on, hold on. Maybe I'm not phrasing it correctly. I'm not saying because he's leaving Cleveland. I'm saying that he's going anywhere else. So the fact that, all right, the great players in our generation stay on one team, or they go to two teams, right? Right. They don't go to four teams. They don't go to three teams. They don't shop themselves around. Do you see him legitimately staying with the Sixers for four or five years until he retires? Or is he going to go somewhere else? I think he'll probably go somewhere else. So he is essentially the Reggie Jackson, who I think is the most overrated player in Major League Baseball history. But the Reggie Jackson or the Goose Gossage, of NBA players where he's just moving around place after place, chasing rings. That's not a legacy to me. That's not a top five player. And there's only one, in, I mean, one guy coming to mind, and that would be Moses Malone, that continually moved around. Yeah, I mean, when I go through the top 12
1: Kareem was on two teams. Michael was on two teams, but for the most part, he was on one. Oscar was on a two or three. He was on Cincy. He was on Milwaukee. I guess that's it. West was one. Pettit was one. Baylor was one. Chamberlain was on
0: two or two. three. 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 Because yeah.
1: three. the Warriors... Philadelphia Warriors yeah, Jake. I'm glad you find it funny. Um, ironic because I'm the one that said that I would never that I would never be able to put him. I'll never be able to put him number one because of the move that he made to Miami, and that's I've held true to that. But short of that, he's pretty. He's in my top three or four, whether he moves or not. I mean, I think his legacy is cemented regardless. And you know, are you gonna? I mean, you know, you have him, you have you have Michael, you have Kareem, you have Wilt, you have Bill Russell, you have Magic, you have Bird. I mean, pretty much, I'm other than Russell and Michael, and maybe Kareem. I, I think you got. I think you have him right there. I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think his. I don't. He's been the best player in, in basketball since he's pretty much for the last 15 years. I don't think his legacy gets hurt no matter what happens.
0: I don't find it okay. particularly
1: impressive for him jumping to four teams, but I, I don't think it gets hurt.
0: You see, and I, I think it lessens his, his – um, much the same way as those guys I was talking about before. You're going to associate him with the Cavs for the rest of his career. I get that. But let's say he goes to the Rockets, right? And, look, if he goes to the Rockets, he's done exactly what he did with the Heat, right? He went to the yes. he went to a team – where he's just joining guys, right? Can you see him? Can you see him back in Miami? Yeah, why not?
1: They have some young talent. Wade's there. The tax—it's tax-free state. He's loved down there. Yeah, I can see it. Um, everyone else retired so far. Why shouldn't he?
0: <laughs> I think there are only four or five different places where he can go. And I don't think any of them make him look good. Uh, I think he can go to Philly, I I don't think Philly makes him look good, although I would love to see him in a 76er uniform because I think those are some of the top uniforms in the NBA. He goes to Houston. I don't think he looks good there. He goes to the Lakers. I don't think he looks good there. He goes to Miami. All right, maybe one. But other than that I mean realistically he's not coming to New York and even if he came to New York again I don't think he looks good there I don't think I don't think his he's gotten better and I don't think his reputation goes an uptick I think it, it take I think anywhere he goes other than staying in Cleveland really his reputation goes down because then he becomes a vagabond that's just looking for rings, And you don't want the best players of any generation just searching for a ring. I think Carl Malone's career took a hit when he went to the Lakers. I think Gary Payton did the same thing. Do you disagree?
1: Nah, not really. Nobody looks back and sees... Well, first of all, Gary, if I remember correctly, Payton was a pretty instrumental guy in Miami's Championship in oh six oh seven, whatever yep. it was. Um, but everyone sees him as a Sonic. Everyone sees Carl Malone as a as a jazz as a jazz, not a Laker. You know, people forget over time. I mean, I agree. Going to four teams seems a bit much, and maybe that's just the generation we live in now. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying maybe that's what it is. But it's a it, it's a it's a disappoint. It's, you know, he, does, he doesn't want to be in Cleveland. I don't think there's much question about that based on what we've seen. You know, he's done his job. You know, he he came back, he won a title. He's taken in the two. I'm almost, I think the legacies will be more interesting of everyone that's left behind. You know, can Tyler Lou actually coach or not? You know, or any of these guys who sign ridiculous con- contracts. Because LeBron made them look good. Well, how good are they actually? That to me is more interesting. LeBron, you know, LeBron's going to do what LeBron's going to do. And look, if he's going to chase rings, that is sad. Having won three, been the seven championships, that's weak. You don't, you know, I, understood, I didn't agree with it at all in Miami, but at least until actually I understood it, to chase, to chase a championship at this point is silly. He's won three of them. You know, I don't don't think you go to a team to chase a championship if you're him. You go to a team if you want to – that's where you want to be. You go to a town because that's where you want to be. He's not going to the Lakers to chase a championship. Even if Paul George comes over, that team is nowhere – and I don't think Paul George is going, but that team is nowhere near a championship level.
0: By the way, I did say two or three teams. I would love to see him with Mark Cuban in Dallas. (laughs)
1: Like
0: that would – no, really, that would just I think look, there are not many there are not many owners that appreciate greatness. Like they just look at it as a bottom line thing. Mark right. Cuban appreciates greatness, right? He appreciates yeah. what LeBron brings. Now, he's also a bottom line guy, don't get me wrong. He likes to make money. But he appreciates what the NBA brings. And I think LeBron in Dallas, while well, I think he would look very, very funny in a Dallas Maverick uniform. In fact, I'd love to see him in the retro uniforms that like Rolando Blackman and Derek Harper wore. Because those blue <laughs> uniforms, those were cre- those were cream of the crop uniforms. But who's the th- oh Mark McGuire. Those are the three guys. But I really think that, that that he would fit at least with Mark Cuban. I think Mark Cuban would love having him. It, on top of everybody else, I would love having him. Him and Dennis Smith would be uh, pretty fun to watch. Okay, Seth, you got five minutes. Hit it.
1: Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't got too much right now.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I, I just don't got it. I got no closing. Um, oh, that's funny. I'm watching my son yeah, I'm I'm having a catch with my son who throws the ball better than any one-year-old ever should. And I yeah, guess I got nothing. There's nothing in MMA, no boxing. You know, it's 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 you know, I'm not even excited for hockey in the Olympics cuz I don't know who any of these guys are. Um so I'm going to sit back, enjoy enjoy the speed skating in the in the half pipe. And you know, I'll, I'll I'll come up with something more clever for next week. I promise.
0: One of the funny things is we all know who all the Russians are, by the way, because they're all in the <laughs> KHL. So we do know that we do know that Kovalchuk is on that team. So all right. You mean so he's not coming back I'll, to the devil? I'll spend the next. Nope, not at all. So <laughs> this week I tend uh, this week I, I I tend to watch movies that are probably two or three months old that come out on. Uh, my cable box or, or I'm able to download them. And one of them that I watched was The Battle of the Sexes. And I think it was very well done and based on what I have read post-watching, it was very true to form. I highly recommend you watch this. More importantly than the actual movie was how far... We, our country has... In the last couple of years, gone incredibly downhill, in my opinion. We have a president that's misogynist, that's misogynistic, uh, if not self, if not self-destructive. We have a society that turns on people at a whim. But go back and watch that movie because a, the movie was great. Steve Carell does a great job as Bobby Riggs. Emma Stone does a great job as Billie Jean King. I'll tell you one thing Seth while we live in a society that right now sucks I have no problem saying that because we do we are light years from where we were we are light years from 1974 we are so far beyond that that you look at today in a new light you look at today where the head of the, uh, at that point, it was the U.S. Tennis Lawn Ch- Lawn Association, U.S.T.L.A., was saying that women should not earn the same amount as men because they just can't handle the pressure. That's a direct <laughs> quote. That they're just not as entertaining as the men. Well, I'll tell you right now, most women's tennis, is actually more entertaining than the Mets. Especially when Serena Williams is out there. So, so if you want a step into reality, if you want a step into appreciation from where we were to where we are today, I, I don't give a whole lot of movies that say, You need to go see this, and I do quote random movies like Cool Runnings, which you should see, but you should definitely go see Battle of the Sexes. Uh, I think it's out on DVD now or on your cable box or whatever. Check it out. Understand that today's society sucks, but we're so much better off where we were. Okay, so next week, same that time, 7.30... Actually, next week we'll be doing it during the day since I'll be in Toronto, uh, but but we'll post our we'll post our uh, time on Facebook and on Twitter. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, Seth and Sean Sports Radio, LogTalkRadio.com. Thanks everybody. See you next Have week. Have a good one.